This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machine is firing up. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Business Machine. I'm your host, Brian Towns, host of The Business Machine and CEO of Michigan Creative. I'm really excited to be back here. We've been off for a little bit since Bedros. We've been taking some time off here to get things situated at Michigan Creative, and it is summer here in Michigan, and it's beautiful, but we are back. And uh, for lack of a better term, we're back with a vengeance, and I'm really excited. I know I say it every time, but I'm really excited about our next guest for multiple reasons. But Sarah Ann Stewart is here with us today, and there's a brief little history that Sarah and I have had. I've known her for a very long time, and, and she's known our family, and she's from the Michigan area, but now she's out in beautiful Los Angeles. And Sarah Ann Stewart was thrown into the world of wellness as a teenager when her father was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Her family made a choice to fight back with alternative medicine, and seven months later, her father was declared cancer-free, so it works. And a spark was lit in Sarah that propelled her to the, dedicate her life to spreading the blessings her family has discovered. Today, Sarah runs one of New York City's and LA's leading private coaching practice as a certified holistic health practitioner with a primary focus on nutrition and permanent weight loss. Her heart-centered approach has allowed hundreds to reach their goals naturally without crash dieting. We've talked to Justin on here before you guys, you know, he doesn't like dieting. A lot of people don't like dieting. It's kind of bullshit. And we all know that. So Sarah's here to talk to us about that. And she's also the founder of Holistically Slim Movement, an in-demand public speaker and author of the e-course Meditate Slim. Sarah, what is going on? How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I'm so excited to be here. It's so cool because to see what you're doing, I mean, we interview people like you all the time on the business machine. And then when I saw what you were doing, I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, it's been so long since we've seen each other, but we, you know, we spent yeah. a lot of time together um, and, you know, you've actually know our family and our kids and it's so cool to see what you're doing now because you're taking your passion really and trying to help others and you're, you're doing it as a business, which I think is amazing. Yeah. So Sarah, you're out in LA or New York and somebody comes up to you yeah. and says, Hey, what do you do? What do you tell them that you do? Yeah. So I work with women to help them reprogram subconscious patterns around food in their body. So I... I, it's an interesting sort of description, but basically I help them rethink dieting and the idea of yo-yo dieting and the idea that they're not good enough and their self-worth and self-esteem and self-confidence. And we just go into these reprogramming techniques that help them let go of whatever was holding them back um, with weight loss. And whether it's eating disorders or being subconscious around, you know, in the experience of going out or whatever the case may be, but just really helping them reprogram that thinking so that they can live their life in a happy, healthy space. Now, I, you know, dieting to me is interesting because, you know, we have a trainer here that comes on our show quite a bit and he's my trainer and he also runs a very successful gym here in town and he, he doesn't like the word diet. And, and I think that's something you probably agree with because diet is, is hard because it's something that you break. How do you get people? Cause it's more than just diet. And to me, it, it it seemed hard for me when I went down this healthier lifestyle because here I am 44 and I needed to get to the point where, you know, he was gaining five, 10 pounds every year. And I started to get to the point where I wasn't feeling great. And I thought, boy, I'm never going to be able to fix this diet thing, but it's really not that hard. How do we head down that path without calling it a diet and, and changing everything that we're doing? Cause it sounds, I don't know, scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the challenge is, is that we look for everyone else for answers right. and we haven't been taught to actually look within for our answers and we haven't been taught how to trust our own intuition and we haven't been taught about mindful eating. And, you know, there's a, there's a huge protocol that I, that I use with my clients, but I think the most important thing that I prescribe to every single client is meditation. And that's just the the process of slowing down twice a day and sitting with your own thoughts and being with yourself and just checking out right from the world and just really connecting with who you are. And people say, well, how does slowing down and sitting and being mm -hmm. quiet help you lose weight? That's crazy. You're not burning calories. You're not, you know, it's not about food. It's not about movement. It's not, but it's really about just looking within and saying, okay, why am I sab sabotaging my health? Why am I not taking care of myself? What, what is that bigger, big picture? Is it because I'm, I have this ego behind my business and I have to keep pushing, pushing. Do I have to prove myself to someone? You know, is my relationship suffering? So I'm sabotaging myself with right. food. Is my career suffering? So I'm sabotaging myself with food. There's always a reason behind your weight. And I think it's really important to figure that out 
by yourself, like through your, through your own thoughts, through your own mind, through your own patterning. And, and only by quieting your mind, can you really get those answers? So that's my number one, like, like the only thing I really prescribe to my clients, mm -hmm. like every single one of my clients has a different diet. They all have different protocols. They all, you know, it's my job not to give them something. It's my job to help them figure it out for themselves. But, um, but meditation is the number one thing. And it doesn't matter if it's for, for weight loss meditation. I just think is incredible for, for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that cause we talk almost, almost everybody that we've had on here and it talks about meditation in some form or another. And at first, you know, you know, you know me pretty well. And, and I was like, yeah, meditation, that's so foo-foo. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to meditate and levitate above the floor and burn incense and bullshit like that. But when I got, when I got into it, I was like, you know what? It's not that, and it doesn't have to take mm -hmm. that long. And there's a, you know, a couple apps that people use headspace is one yeah. of them. And it's really just about sitting down and breathing for a little bit to really focus and center yourself in the direction. Mm. Cause you know, I find in the morning, if I don't do it, then I get distracted throughout the day. Yep. And then even yeah. when I, you know, and this is sounds totally not safe, but you know, we, even when I'm driving, sometimes I'll feel myself be super tense and like mm -hmm. my legs will be tense. My muscles will be tense. And I'm like, well, this is silly. And so then I just sort of meditate. I don't close my eyes while I'm driving, but it's more about just focusing and doing what you're doing and focusing on driving, for example, kind of takes everything away. So how do you teach somebody to do that, you know, without, how, how do we meditate and give us some tips on how to do that on a daily basis if we have no idea and, and really don't even like the word meditate? Yeah. And it's, and the reason that meditation is really scary and the, and the challenge that people have with it. Um, and what I found between meditation and journaling, journaling is an act of meditation. It's, it's an act of being in the present moment and writing out your thoughts. Um, I always say wherever you're in the present moment is, is an actual form of meditation. So I, even when I go to soul cycle, I'm completely zoned out. There's nothing I can be doing. I'm not on my phone. Sure. You know, I'm completely connected to my bike and the instructor and the music. And so I even view that as like a form of meditation in its own way because you're completely present. So how can you become more present in your life right now, whether that's even with your children, you know, before you even think about like sitting down and being alone with your thoughts, like, let's just focus on how do I become more present? Like, let's turn off the phone. Let's give ourselves a timer. Right. We have to be present for 10 minutes. Like it seems so crazy, but we've lost complete touch with just being present and in the moment. And when you're so distracted, that's when you become distracted around food and you eat mindless, mindlessly and you, you know, are running on the go, but like really focusing on just being present in day to day life is so important. So if that's with your spouse, your partner, um, even in your career, like if you're having a meeting, don't be on your, in, in your meeting and with your employees and then also on the computer and, you know, and then taking a call in between it and so forth, like give them that present moment. So I think that's just the first most important thing to yeah. start. And then, um, and then also just regulating your breath. And I always, you know, people who are terrified of meditating, I say, just take, just, just feel what it feels like to take five deep breaths, sit down, close your eyes and just five breaths. Like sounds so and, simple, and but it makes it a huge so difference. Yeah. Simple, know, but it regulates funny. your nervous system. It, it helps with anxiety, depression, you know, scientifically we're proving that, you know, there's so many things now that meditation does for us and the list goes on and on and you can Google and there's, you know, hundreds of reasons you should be meditating. But I think that's the most important thing. And then overcoming the fear of being alone with your thoughts. That's the hardest thing is that <laughs> yeah. when you actually have to be alone with your thoughts, you have to actually say, holy shit, like this came up <laughs> in my childhood and now I have to face it. Oh, I know. It's terrible. It's terrifying. Oh. Like this happened to me and now I have to address it and I have to forgive it and I have to move through it. So I think letting go of that fear, right? That fear of like, what the F is going to come up and yeah. I'm, a, I'm okay and I'm willing to face it because it's going to make me a better human. Um, and it's going to make me a better, you know, partner and father, mother, it's going to make me a better family. Like it's going to help improve my life if I'm willing to do this work. So you have to be willing to do the work. And then I always say, start with 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. And, and I recommend getting a teacher and someone to just help you. It's not a challenging thing, right? Sitting down, but just having someone there to kind of support you through it, even if it's just one or two yeah. workshops to get class. you started, at least for the yeah, way to do it. Yeah. Started. I also think guided meditation is really great because it helps you again, not have that fear of having to control your thoughts because you're, you're being guided on a journey. Right. Um, I think that's a really great place to start is just guided, guided visualization meditations. And, um, 
And, and so, yeah, so I always say, and if you're willing and ready to jump into it now, you know, do, do 10 minutes, try to do 20. And then my, one of my teachers, Emily Fletcher says, always end the meditation going back into the world with, with a space of gratitude. So hold a hold gratitude at the end of it, which I think is a powerful thing. Um, Yeah. It's really interesting how well and how much of a difference just sitting and breathing makes her, I was reading something the other day and I actually tried it. We have a, a sales meeting that's down, just down the street so we can walk to it, to go to our sales meeting and i was reading something about meditative walking and it sounds weird Mm -hmm. but really all it is is you you just tell yourself hey i'm walking and then you listen to your steps and and you Mm -hmm. you you just say i am walking rather than thinking about all the shit that you have to think about on the way to that meeting and it makes a difference boy i thought you know you walk in there and you feel refreshed everything's good you're ready to go yeah i give my clients a, a visualization technique or um, basically a, a simple mantra of just let go and on yeah. every step you say let go um, with every step and that's like if you you know if you're in a place of anxiety or you're needing to let go of something or release something that's causing you to maybe binge or eat a, you know eat unhealthy food or crave those foods because it's interesting in that when I first started working as a holistic health practitioner I was prescribed you know doing not prescribing but giving people um, a very pro like a protocol for food and I realized I could go into someone's home and fill their whole home with greens and all these amazing things, but then they wouldn't, they would still grab junk food on their home <laughs> right. or go to McDonald's right. or so forth. So it didn't but do any good, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like, and all the great greens from the, from the farmer's going market bad. would go to waste. Right. And I'm like, there's something more to this that I have to figure out. So through the process of healing my own body and, and working, um, diligently at like just understanding human behavior and why we do what we do and triggers and habits, I started to realize people don't need a diet. What they need is to actually start to rethink how they're behaving in their environment and yeah. how do we shift that. So Yeah, and it's interesting how we think about food and we could go on and on about, you know, sugar and wheat and, and all the bad stuff that we're putting in our bodies and the fast food and all that stuff. And that's an interesting conversation. But it you know, just getting off that for some people is difficult. And you know, and I think Sarah, we should talk about kind of how and why you got to where you yeah. are today because, you know, even for me, knowing you uh, fairly well over the last gosh, I don't even want to say how many years now because it's going to make me sound <laughs> really old. Um, but it's been a while. But then going through over the last week or so, um, doing my research on you and, and reading your website, you know, I, I I honestly didn't even know how how tough it was for you yeah. as a young girl because mm-hmm. on the surface, and you probably have heard this before, mm-hmm. on the surface everything's perfect, everything looks great. Yeah. I mean, you you were you know a great mm-hmm. student, a, a mm-hmm. great daughter. Um, a great friend and you know a hard worker and, and you've built this career um, not not by accident um, so it's all worked but y- yeah. you've struggled with your weight for her yeah. and body Three image years. and self-image yep. and people who don't know you or maybe don't know that story would would see this and see your website and go oh, she doesn't have any problems whatsoever yep. so yep. so talk about that you know, how yeah. did you get how, how, yeah it's really interesting because even people will see my pictures now and they're yeah. like how you how can you relate to me like you're yeah. you're tall and you're a model and like right. you have no idea what I'm going through and I'm always like can you please just take a moment to read my story can you please just hear mm-hmm. me out for a minute because you know we can't judge someone based on images and we can't judge based based on social media and what I'm finding is so many of the women that you guys probably who's watching this you guys see as these fit fitness girls or these Instagram models or sure. these people that have these perfect lives are actually calling me for support and they're calling my fr- my other friends who work in this that work in this industry um, and they're going to the meditation classes and they're trying to figure out the disconnect of why they're going through what they're going through so you know I see it on my end that that it's happening and it's happening you know, very rapidly where there's a, there's a very big disconnect between social media and what um, is actually happening in someone's mind. So to take, to go way back when I was 14, I was scouted to become a model. I dappled in it when I was in high school and, you know, moved to Chicago during the summers. And from that point on, I just had a, I started having severe eating disorders, like to the point where, you know, I gained and lost hundreds of pounds over 10 years, a decade, a decade. Um, to the point where I got so sick that I ended up in the hospital, almost died, was told. And, and the sad part was my family members didn't know what was going on. Oh, you sure. know, I was hiding this from everyone. You wouldn't tell anybody um, that. Of course I wasn't you wouldn't. telling anyone. Mm-hmm. And even in high school, I, 
there were aspects of being bullied and things like that, that I just really kept private. Cause I was like, I'm this four point student and I, you know, I have to, I have to be this leader. And I put so much pressure on myself that I didn't want to ever talk about these other pain points. And when I was scouted to become a model, I think sometimes the opportunity looks so big that you're willing to just push everything aside. I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I'm from this small town and this is the best opportunity for me. And I get to travel all over the world. And this is a dream and anyone would take this, but the the sad part of it was I was a really, I was good at sports. So I was like giving up my sports to like, you know, lose this weight and get rid of my muscle and like all these just crazy things that I had to do before this big opportunity. Well, that big opportunity landed me in the ER. And do you um, think that some of it too was that, that since you were so successful and, and, you know, you were a four port student and athletic and beautiful and did you feel like you had to live up to those expectations? Because, well, of course she should go do a model. She'd be stupid not to, you know, I mean, was there some of that too, where you felt like you were going to let people down if you didn't do those things? I think I thought I was going to let myself down for sure. Like uh-huh. I was like, this is a, this is like the best opportunity. What opportunity you're going to waste. Yeah. Right, what, right. what opportunity am I going to waste? And like, how could I make this much money anywhere else? And I'm going to be able to pay for my college. And you know, all these things go through your head. You don't think about the repercussions of them. And it was interesting. My parents weren't against it, but they weren't like gung ho. Like they, they were, they really, I really had a good family. I had really good head on my shoulders, you know, like, so for the fact that I went from having a growing up in a holistic environment where my dad taught meditation and he was a public speaker for years and, um, to the place of being in a hospital and almost dying is, you know, just, it, it really shows that it can, it can, it happens and it is happening to a lot of women and, Absolutely. you know, the eating disorder world, like it's the number one cause of mental or number one cause of death from a mental disorder. And, and, you know, 30 million, 30 million, um, individuals have eating disorders. Um, and, and I would assume that statistic is, is even low, um, in terms of what it really is. Right. And so it's, it's just this, it, it, it in terms of just my own story to go back, I had to really go through this journey of healing and I had to take everything I learned as a kid and all this holistic knowledge of how my dad cured cancer. The challenge was, is that he cured cancer with nutrition and I thought that was going to cure myself. And so I had to go back and reprogram all my subconscious patterns around anxiety and self-confidence and self-esteem and self-worth. And on the outside, people would be like, that's crazy. You have everything. Look at your life. But yet I was living with this like demon inside of me that this voice that kept telling me like, you're not worthy of anything. And so that was the, it was just such a big disconnect. And I remember laying in bed thinking like, how did this happen to me? Yeah. I was going to ask you, where did, where do you think that come from? I mean, you probably ask yourself that question. I mean, do you know the answer to that? How, 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 where do you think I, you know, cause the way that we were all brought up and the way that Mm -hmm. you grew up too, you had a very supportive family and, and you know, great school district. And, and how do you think, how do you think you got there? Do you know, is there a defining moment that you can pinpoint that how it sort of happened where you got to that self doubt and that self hatred? Or I think it's just, a, for me, it was accumulation of so many agents. And it's interesting in that for a long time, I was so scared to throw, like just throw my agents under the bus or like, sure. I didn't want to, you know, because they, they, I had this amazing opportunity and I made money and I didn't want to speak out against an industry that did do a lot of great things for me. Sure. Um, but I think as I get older, I have a responsibility to really talk about the dangers of it and how serious it really is. Um, and I think when you're being told not to eat and you're being told that your hips are too big and that, you know, just certain aspects of plastic surgery and all of these things, which were so not even in my world as a kid, you know, if you just, it just consumes you and consumes your mind. And then you get to a place where you're like, you're so far down that rat- yeah, that hole, late. right? Yeah, right, right. And you're like, how do I even pull myself out? Um, because, and I think the other, the other big lesson for me is you, you become what you associate with, right? So when I'm around that environment and around hundreds of other women all competing because of their looks, it's what I, what I sure. got into. And so for me, I had to leave. I, I backpacked, I left for a year. Um, and I was like, when I come back to New York, I'm deleting everything and I'm starting a new life and I'm going to make new friends and, um, and a, a community of holistic, conscious individuals. And that's what's really been my saving grace. Like and, and that's like what you did, right? Yeah. It's like the people who I, um, 
who I surrounded myself with. And then also I worked with a meditation teacher and he helped reprogram my subconscious and helped me learn about basically he said you have to unlearn everything every way you've been taught to suffer you have to unlearn it you have to basically start from scratch and that for me was the biggest wake-up call just I have to learn and um that was yeah that was the point where I was like okay other people need to know this this info do do you think this is always a hard question and I you know I don't even know if I if I could answer this but do do, do you think are are, I don't want to say glad glad is not the right way but do you think without going through the struggles that you went through that you'd be where you are today did did it take did it take going down? I mean, you know, we always say rock bottom, you know, mostly mm-hmm. when we're talking mm-hmm. about addicts and it's very similar to that. I think yeah. eating problems and they say sugar is almost worse, if not worse than heroin. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, we had somebody on here, uh, gosh, I can't think of her name, but she's, she's the author of bright line eating and she was an addict, uh, um, before she was a food addict. And then mm. she said that was worse. Her sugar yep. addict was worse and she's yep. doing great now. But, you know, do you, do you think it took that, the, the, the bottom to, to get you where you are today? Yeah, so I, um, I'm really grateful for my journey because I always wanted to work in health. I always had a passion for it because I saw what my dad did with his cancer. Right. I saw this, it, this powerful experience in front of me that just really, sh- it really opened my eyes to why, how did he cure cancer with food and yet no one's talking about this and it's not a, it's not a common conversation, sure. right, when we talk about cancer or sickness and so forth. So I always knew I wanted to work in, in health. But the, I didn't know, I think, I think had I not gone on my journey, I think I would just be coaching people on nutrition. Yeah. And I think that there is a huge niche in my industry where there's so many diets and so many people doing that, that I was very fortunate that I kind of stepped into the mindfulness space that was very needed and right. it's been really great for my business. Yeah, that's um, interesting. And I'm just very passionate about working on it. I kind of, I kind of got into the trend right when meditation first started, you know, becoming this big thing. And so for me, it's been a phenom- it's been phenomenal for my business. It's been phenomenal, just a passion of mine to have these conversations. And so, it was the best thing to happen to me, right? Because sure. I would I would only be talking about nutrition if if I hadn't been through um, through, and I would be competing in the dieting space. To be honest, and, yeah, and, just and that's so- a different different world yeah if, if anybody could have came back to you then at your 14 or 16 year old self and go don't yeah. worry this is this is hard right now but here's what's going to happen <laughs> oh okay great i can do this then no problem so, yeah and they had a lot of opportunities you know sure they yeah yeah my schools and like travel and see different cultures and yeah you sure did you know i got to like live in different cities so i'm blessed and i'm super grateful for all of those experiences and the dark points and um and just being able to come out on the other, yeah, the other side of it. Hey everybody, this week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwateropparel.com. That's freshwateropparel.com. And check out their spring collection of t-shirts and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company. And they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan, and the shirts are 100% made in America. So you can't beat that. So if you love fresh water like we do here at Michigan Creative, you should definitely check out their site. Lots more coming, but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women. Like I said before, beanies are coming, stickers, all that stuff. So check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh. Back to the show. So... Let's talk about you know where you are today and, and what you're doing currently with your website and your clients. I want to I want to know more about how people come to you and why they come to you and then mm-hmm. what you're able to do with them. And then you know I also want to talk to you because my favorite thing is being a former educator and even now as a business owner is, you know, for you it's got to be extremely satisfying to bring somebody in who's who's basically like, look, I, you can't help me. There's this is yeah. I, I don't know how I'm gonna make it, but then you know six months later, a year later, two years, three years later you know, they come back and they have made it, but why does somebody come to you and who is that person? And, mm-hmm. and, and then where do they go? I mean, obviously they go to your website, but why are they yeah. coming to the Sarah Ann Stewart website? Yeah. So most people find me through like a, a blog, con- a blog, blog or content or things yeah. that I write or podcasts or whenever I speak or talk about my story. Um, and basically it's, it's usually the woman and I have several men now interesting. My, my business is shifting into a lot more entrepreneurs who need this work-life balance. Um, and so I'm, I kind of have two different categories of clients. One is like 
you know, the women who have been on diet after diet after diet or transitioning out of the modeling industry or that they maybe were a dancer or an actress um, and they're just like, how do I even go back into real life? Like, I don't know how to even begin or I've been yo-yo dieting for years and years and years and there's a story that I'm holding since I was five when my mom said I would always be a big girl or, um, right. or the story you're just big, of... You're big boned. Or big boned or, you know, the, just even, even just the consciousness of how do we speak to our children now? And I have, you know, I've, I've had a couple of clients that are, that say, I just want to know how should I communicate with my, my daughters now? How should I raise yeah, them in believing that they're, they can do anything and that their body shouldn't hold them back? And how do we start having those conversations? And it's even just about me inspiring them and giving them content to, around that, right? And, and showing them the difference in, in how people have, um, have had these conversations and and just the difference between um, what what could trigger that sort of behavior down the road. So that's interesting. And then the other side, yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs now, now that I'm um, in different communities and so forth, there's a lot of entrepreneurs who don't have a work-life balance at all. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, because there's this, work. yeah, there's this mentality and I hate it. And I like Gary Vee as much as the next, but there's this hustle mentality now too, which mm -hmm. I think is deadly. And I, I'm still sort of like that now too, but I've been better mostly because of the listening to people on the podcast and doing research is at the, I think as a business owner, a small business owner and your dad and mom would attest to this, I'm sure, but we feel like if we're not working, we're losing money mm -hmm. and it, you just can't do it. I, I mean, you have to, you have to work hard and you have to, you know, prioritize your, prioritize your time. But I found mm -hmm. that the best thing I did for my business was um, go to a different gym and get a trainer um, and uh, meditating and eating better um, yeah. and, and not drinking as much. I mean, there's this whole thing yeah. with agencies. You should, you know, you should drink all the time. And we used to have beer Fridays here and mm -hmm. it just didn't work out. I mean, it, you yeah. know, it was fun and it was, we thought it was culture. It was not culture. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, the things that have changed since, since that has happened, I think have, have you can't say that it's anything else. No, and you can see the culture of really amazing brands. Like I toured Tom Shoes and yeah. um, and Warby Parker, and there's these brands that are really coming out and creating culture around being healthy and creating well-being and mindset shifts and taking breaks during the day and breathing and um, being present. And so you see the culture shifting, and it's it's great and it's powerful. And I think it's just really important for us to have this conversation so entrepreneurs can really step back and say, wow, wh why am I sabotaging my health? What is the story? And the story usually relates to ego, right? It relates to some sort of patterning or programming that they don't think they're going to be good enough unless they create this X, Y, and Z successful company with, you know, that makes this much money per year. Um, or there's a patterning within them. And, and I even see this with relationships as well where, you know, they're sabotaging their relationship by eating a lot. And I'm sometimes I'm like, sometimes what you don't need me, you need a relationship coach or yeah. you need a career coach or yeah, you need right. someone to actually help you work through those, that patterning. Cause what you're doing is you're just sabotaging that with food. So there's a mix, right? And we have to look at all areas of our life, how they're interconnected, how they're impacting one another. And the best thing you can do is take care of your health first and foremost, because I always say it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't buy back your health. Like at a certain point, you just, you just can't. Um, so it doesn't matter how much money you make. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not something. And you can't it, enjoy your wealth. No, if you feel like you shit every day. It, yeah. If you're feeling like shit. And, yeah. and the quality of your life is going to be so much better if you just have someone there to hold you accountable. So I would say invest in someone who can keep you accountable. Even Gary Vee. I heard yeah. him, I, I was at a conference and I heard him speak and he was talking about how because he pushes so hard, he has to bring in, he, he has a full-time personal trainer that travels with him. And oh, he has to, yeah. You know, so, yeah, so he, you know, even him, he's seeing the value now in that mm -hmm. and how important it is for him to take care of his health. So there comes a point in the entrepreneur career that you're like, man, I have to get this under control. Yeah. And it's so funny too, we, we, we do some work for um, Chris and Matt Johnson here in town with On Target Living and, mm -hmm. and how they make that connection. Um, to everything is so connected to what we eat, um, mm -hmm. and how we feel and, and eating. And I don't want to make it sound simple, but if you eat better and you exercise, those are probably the two most important things that you can do. Um, meditation would be the next one. Um, but those three things are all pretty easy to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just interesting to see how, um, where, how far that can take you, how far down that can take you along that path. Sure. So Sarah, talk about, I, I think you're in a good industry. I know you're in a good industry because you and I would like to say that people are getting better about their eating habits and things are getting better in our food industry. That's just not true. Um, so I think that for the next 50 years, you'll be able to do what you're doing, like it or not in a perfect world. We'd love everybody to eat better and be holistic and meditate, but you know, we know that's not going to happen. Where do you see this company and where do you see, where would you like to see yourself in 10 years? Yeah. So I, so it's interesting, I think, and this is something where my coaches, right, step in and they're like, you're getting really comfortable because, you know, when you have a private coaching practice, you don't think scale and you don't think, sure how to get bigger. And so in the last year, um, I've really focused on how do I, how do I scale this? How do I get this knowledge out to more people? And I was finding that a lot of young girls couldn't afford coaching. And I would do like scholarships for girls that were, um, were in college and for also from in the modeling industry, I would do one a month or two a month, depending, depending on my schedule and so forth. And I was trying to help, but I was realizing there was this need for that, that in those girls. And so I, I decided to launch a course, um, to basically, you know, at a low price point that basically they could get all the knowledge that I've ever given to my clients in a simple course, break it down, gives them 34 exercises. So I really wanted to just scale my company in that way. So that's what I'm focused on right now. And then building like a front end product where it's 21 meditations that basically anyone can use for, for dieting and weight loss and, um, letting go of dieting and losing weight and so forth. Um, and then working on a book that basically is kind of just shifting the idea of dieting and what your diet should actually look like um, from the standpoint of mindset shifts. So how do we change our mindset around what we've been programmed to believe our whole life around food? That's and interesting. And then how how to just 21 simple mind shifts that basically will help them help help the reader um, rethink the dieting industry. Just because I feel like that's really once those mind shifts happen that's when really you step into your power and your freedom and you're like okay I don't have to follow someone else's protocol like what do I feel today how do I want to eat how do I want to move I want to move because I want to feel good and happy and joyful not because someone told me I need to burn 700 right. calories you know <laughs> so is that a mind give me is that a mind is that one of those uh, how do you shift that what's another one that, that you think typically is an easy one for us to do because I you don't hear it a lot in this space and I, that's why I think you have a great niche because we don't think about mindful eating you know you and I have talked about mindfulness and we've talked about mindful walking mindful driving whatever bs but mindful eating doesn't come up you don't hear that term a lot yeah and i talk so and a big a big part of that is like why do you want to be alive and i think it comes back to what's your what's your passion and why are you here and if you can really and a lot of people don't know that right and once once they figure that out I always say when you want to be alive and you want to be on this planet and you want to do something great and you want to create positive impact, you are going to take care of your body. It's just natural. Like you're going to want to stick around. You don't want to get sick. You know, when you wake up every day and love what you're doing and you're so excited, why would you, why would you put junk food in your body? You wouldn't because you're like, I want to be here to help all these, you know, for me specifically, I'm like, I want, you know, thousands of women to go through my course and have their lives changed. I have to stick around to do that, which means I have to eat healthy and take right. care of myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. That's the thing as a business owner too. It's like, okay, great. I can help all my clients. What the hell am I doing for myself? Yeah. So what yeah. are you doing for yourself? What do you have to do? Because you know, you are always trying to help other people, but if you can't help yourself, like you just said, how the hell are you going to help people? So what do you do, Sarah? What, let's turn yeah. it on you a little bit. I mean, yeah. you can't be perfect every time, right? No, no. And I mean, I travel a lot, so I've had to find find balance and be and and I'm super. You have to have a lot of compassion for yourself, and you have to have a lot of understanding that things aren't going to be perfect every day. And right. I don't eat. You know, do I have sugar? Yes, once in a while. Do I have gluten once in a while? Yeah, like I'm not sure. I'm not 100% gluten free, dairy free, like all the time. Of course not. But um, but I do. You know, I do focus a lot on having accountability. So I have my own coaches, and I have I have people there just keeping me in alignment with my bigger vision. And I think that's been the most important thing for me is just having, having that accountability. And then in terms of health, um, I, you know, the standards that like Pilates and yoga and, sure. um, and I've also found that investing in, let's say I can't get, you know, I, with traffic and things, I can't get, get somewhere during the day. I'll just say, okay, how do I find a really good 
um, yoga instructor to come to me and I'll bring a couple friends in and we'll do, cool. you know, we'll do something in my home or we'll do it with, with my team or, or my assistant or like, you know, so it's sure. just like, how do I integrate a healthy lifestyle in, in an economical way that, that isn't breaking the bank, but I can still invest back in my company, but it's giving me, um, exponential, um, it's helping me right in terms of the exponential growth of my company because I feel good every day. Um, Give us one thing that we can do to, because we always like to do little things. I mean, because what my fear is, is listening to this, you know, a couple of things, you probably hear this a lot from people too. Well, I I don't have anything to give back to people. So why should I bother eating? Um, I don't, I don't really think I can make a difference. My job sucks. You know, Mm -hmm. we hear this all the time. Um, So there's that, I think. But so maybe we are in that space, maybe we're not. But what are some things that I can do today? Right, and right after we get off this podcast, what are just a couple things that I can do to maybe start down that path? Yeah, well, to speak about I don't have anything to live for sure. sort of mentality, um, I think I think that's just a creation of our society, and we you know we we turn on the news and it's so negative. And I always say like do a news detox, do a social media detox. Oh, like yeah. again, sit with yourself, like sit with yourself and just feel what it would feel like if you could do anything in the world. And I've had clients literally come in six and, and, and literally tell me that like, I have nothing to live for. I don't have a really, and six months later, they're in this beautiful relationship. Their career has changed. They've moved cities it's six months later. We can and always it's make just, a change. Right? Yeah. We can always make a change. It's the power of rethinking your story and rethinking. And, and again, there's some sort of subconscious patterning that's happening. That's making you feel like you're not worthy of the life that you desire. So I think it's getting really clear and I think the number one thing, so there's an exercise I give my clients called morning pages and it's when you're half awake and half sleep is right in the morning, you just free flow and it's it's not, I'm, I'm not, it's not my exercise, um, but you can Google it, it's morning pages, It's it's been around for a while and um, and you just free, 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 free flow, right? <laughs> there you go. In the morning and everything in your subconscious kind of comes out and your story will start you, the what you truly want will come on on paper yeah. and it's just there and i think that that's a really great exercise to start your morning some days um yeah, just writing just, down things too in general just to journal a little bit is interesting yeah. i think that's a good exercise that we could all do it's tough i mean you've really got to make a habit but you know we're always like well i don't have time to do that but maybe maybe we we watch one less episode on netflix uh tomorrow night and, and we get up five minutes earlier yeah how bad like how bad do you want change and by no means i'm I'm not perfect. I yeah. literally have, you know, I've had so many bumps in the road. We were having this conversation earlier where, you know, I opened two, two different companies, both those companies. I was hiding behind my story. I was running one as a retreat company where I would, I would basically bring in other yoga instructors and I was running it with another yoga instructor. And I was just hiding behind it because I was so scared to tell my eating disorder story and oh, no. scared to step into my power but sure. I was like this is great because I'm working in health and wellness but yet every day I was like this isn't in alignment with me and then my next business like introducing wellness was all about green juice and so forth and I was like I'm still not in alignment and so that disconnect pushed me to start holistically slim which is completely in alignment I wake up but every day I'm super happy I'm super stoked to go to work like nothing feels like work I could talk about this stuff all day. So you just have to you just have to say how how much am I willing to let go of to be able to really um, step into what's going to make me happy. And for me, it was letting go of the fear of failure. It was letting go of my unworthiness of having a company that I loved. It was letting letting go of the fear of what other people would think. It was letting go of talking about my story and the backlash I would get. Sure. Um, there were so many things that I had to let go of, but it took you know, year, a couple of years and two companies <laughs> yeah. to like figure it out and it's okay, but you can, you just have to keep pushing against that, that fear aspect that you live with. And I think being okay with that fear and, and at least going back and going like you telling that story right now, I think is important. And, you know, for us as a business here at Michigan Creative, you know, for us that, that realization that, that I had too was, when I first started the company, I called my sister and I said, what the hell did I do? I just quit my job. I was mm-hmm. getting paid every two weeks and I had a great job, probably could have retired at and And now we got this company and it's first couple of months in and it's not going like I thought. I, I think I really screwed up and I should have never quit. And she's like, well, you know, you can always teach. You, you have your master's degree. Yeah. You can go back and teach or you can run your company. Just pick one and stop bitching and mm-hmm. <laughs> do one or the other. And that was it. And here we are six years later. And so... Yeah. 
I think being okay with that piece, and maybe even it is failure, I guess we could call it. But I, I imagine, Sarah, putting that story out there, like if, if anybody out there is listening to this and, and you know, hear Sarah and sound like she's got it all together, and she does, um, putting that story out there on your about page must have been a relief for you to say, here I am, yeah. here's my story, mm-hmm. and this is it. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any more honest than that, right? Yeah, and I remember to everyone listening who's so fearful and scared of like telling their story. Remember when I relaunched my, it was just even like a simple thing, like my Facebook page, right? Of like my new company and stuff. I, you know, you go through and you're like, invite your friends to like, and I remember thinking like being the, having this massive amount of anxiety, like what are people going to think? What are they going to say? Like her whole life has been this picture perfect thing on social media. And what's, what's the real story behind this? And I've had a lot of other struggles that I've started to talk about, right? My, my businesses and things with my family and just different, a lot of other struggles. And so I think in that moment, I was like, F it, you know, whoever wants to be part of part of this, great. Like if they want to support me, great. If not, that's okay too. And I had to really just let it go because so for so long, I just wanted everyone to be okay with it. Like I wanted my friends from home and like, you know, my family members and like my distant family member, like it was just like something where I would just wanted acceptance from everyone. And I finally had to say like, F it, like this (laughs) is going to, it's going to work or it's not going to work. And if they don't like it too damn bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, and it's okay because I'm being authentic and honest Mm -hmm. and my, in alignment with my integrity about integrity, about what truly happened to me and whoever it's meant to support will and those women will find me and that's okay but it, it was really I mean it sounds so silly right to tell your story but it was just so challenging for me. it was very hard I bet. yeah very hard so give me you know we talk about mistakes on here a lot and and you know we haven't talked about them at all yet but a little bit of mistakes that we made but that's kind of why we started this is because we wanted to hear some of the mistakes that we made and I always wonder if if and right now I'll tell you yeah I'm glad we made some mistakes along the way at this company we made them today we made them yesterday and it's all these little things that we're learning on how to build a great company. So what mm-hmm. are some mistakes that you think you made early on, and specifically in, in running a business and running a, a, you know, an online business in a sense and a coaching mm-hmm. business? What are some mistakes that you made that, that you're like, hey man, if you do this, if you go down this road, don't do this. What is that? So <laughs> <laughs> we don't have all day. This is, this is a little controversial. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so I, when I wanted to be like, I saw my dad as an entrepreneur and. I was like, I want to go. I want to be an entrepreneur. So I so I started in business school, and and I spent all this money yeah, right. <laughs> going like the first semester at business school, which I just finally paid off. Um, you know, at a private school and so forth. And so that's I'm not right. I forgot school. about that. Yeah, that's I, right. I'm not saying don't go to school, but I think as an entrepreneur, it's such a different world now where you can literally start when you're 16 years old if you have an idea. You know, you see these young kids like building these businesses, and it's so incredible. And I think I think I always thought I needed something more. Like I needed a business degree, and I need, and I'm still that way in some regard. Yep. Where I'm like, now I'm getting my my teacher's training, and then I'm going back to school back to school for functional medicine next year. And so I'm kind of in that thinking. But now I'm thinking in terms of what education is benefiting my business directly. Um, and to be honest, like going to school for business wasn't it just it just wasn't in alignment with entrepreneurship. So I think if you want to be an entrepreneur, think in those terms of like what's actually going to help and maybe invest in conferences or like business coaches or people who speak this language all the time and surround yourself by those those people because traditional education didn't teach me right. specifically what I needed to be an entrepreneur. Granted, if you're passionate about that and love it, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying for me that was a big mistake and thinking I needed that. Um, and I think the other, it was not a mistake, but we had, you know, briefly, I mentioned before that I, um, I was just hiding behind my story and I knew at the end of the road, somewhere down the road, I would get there, but it took years and it took a long time. And I think if you can get the right coaching to help you get the aspect of self-confidence and self-worth and self-esteem and you're doing a disservice if you don't share your story. If you can get someone to help you through that, you'll be much more successful, much quicker because you've worked all those bumps out about yeah, right. putting content out there and so forth. So I'd say invest in a good coach and a good ther- um, and a good therapist. Good therapist. <laughs> like I do NLP work. I do you know. Yeah, right. I, so many things I do that are outside the traditional norms of entrepreneurship, but they've helped me, right? Be able to speak about 
these yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're right about college, and it is, you know, we do hear this a lot too, and I think, you know, we always tell students when they're going out of high school that what we really like them to do is to get interested in something right away before they go to college, or if they're not going to go to college, you know, make sure that they at least get interested, because where they get lost and where we see, mm-hmm. what, what just drives me crazy here at, at our company is we get students who are graphic design students from Michigan State or advertising students or marketing mm-hmm. students from Michigan State and they're in their senior year and they come to us and need an internship and they don't know anything and mm-hmm. they're, they're $60,000 in debt mm-hmm. trying to get jobs and they have zero experience and mm-hmm. so if they don't get involved in something that they're going to be in right away then that's one of the mistakes that they made and I think you're right I don't think college is for everyone and I don't think you can learn that much if you just go to college. And so I think it's yeah. not controversial. I think it's well aware that you have to put the work in whether you go to college yeah. or not. So what's something that you have to catch? I've, I've got a long list of things I have to catch myself on. I have a terrible uh, problem with looking at our competitors' work and comparing it to mm-hmm. our own. And yeah. I also have this this complex where, you know, it's imposter, imposter syndrome where I'm like, I, every once in a while I get to the point where I'm like, well, you know, who am I to run a successful business and mm-hmm. why should we have all the success? It's like anybody could do mm-hmm. this. I mean, I'm not anything special. And then mm-hmm. I really have to check myself and it happens to me a lot. And, and, uh, I have to look around our office and, and see what we've built and, and see how far we've come. So mm-hmm. what are some things that you have to catch yourself on daily? Yeah. So something that really helped me was most people will say, well, I want to, you know, I really want to create this product and put it out to the masses, but they haven't, they haven't spoken to the masses. They haven't gone out and interviewed people or figured out what really See if they do is, like it, right? Yeah. If, if they like it or if it's, if it's a need or sure. if it's a pain point or so forth. So what I caught myself on so that I would just get out of the, what is everyone else doing kind of syndrome. And that's one of my, one of my big things too, because you know, I went to a school where there's 60,000 health coaches and they're all teaching about nutrition. So if I was to look at the, the, the model of what everyone's coaching, it's very much like eat greens, meditate and so forth. So what I did that was different was that I was like, I put up these posts and I was like, I want to speak to anyone who has had an eating disorder, has suffered from dieting, has yo-yo dieting and so forth. And I interviewed women from all over the world and some actually from, from our hometown about what they've gone through. And and so, and then I got a feeling of like what the, what women actually need. And that was a really interesting place for my, co- for my course was just having that knowledge in my book of just like, what do people actually want to hear here? And then I took all the notes from all my clients and all the emails and all the women who've ever written me and kind of put it out and said, I'm serving them. And this isn't about me. I'm serving this, this mass amount of women who have impacted my life in a way um, instead of going and looking at competition and how people are making money, right. I did it more from a place of service. And I think when you offer that, um, the right sort of product will come to mind or the, what, you know, what's needed, what's, what's needed and what it's, what's needed and what is in alignment with your passion and how do you bridge those together? Right. Did you find that the questions and the answers that you were going to provide or, or what you thought you were going to bring to the market, did that change after that? Were you yeah, su- and were you surprised by that? Cause I imagine what you found from yeah. women was probably a lot different than what most people think that they need. Yeah, it definitely changed. I mean, it changed from a standpoint of just how I laid out my course. Right. Um, I was going to do a much longer course and I found that women wanted something much simpler. They wanted things bite sizes, like things that they could do just in, in, um, one minute. Like for example, I'll give you an example is, um, so many women were like in the moment of anxiety, what do I do? So I built this whole, um, affirmation handout and, and process where basically there's all these different affirmations for any time that they start to have anxiety, whether it's a dressing room or at dinner or with their parents, and they can pull an affirmation to let go of the anxiety in that moment. But I would never have created that if I hadn't spoken to them about what they wanted. They don't want to sit down for 20 minutes and have a meditation in the middle of dinner. They need something instant that they can go to the bathroom, say a few thoughts, regulate their nervous system, regulate how they're feeling and go back in feeling confident and powerful. But I needed to have those conversations to have that. Granted, it's still completely in alignment with my business and my passion, but it was just a different strategy, which I wouldn't have known had I not had that had had those conversations. Hi, everybody. Brian here real quick. 
This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full-service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile-friendly websites, digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. So Sarah, as we wrap up here too, I want to go through a few quick questions and then ask a couple more at the end. But you know me, um, I used to pass out cheesy quotes all the time, but I still like them. I still use them here as a business owner too. Um, And I like them. Uh, What is your favorite quote? What's a quote that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, So I don't know who actually said this, but my father used to say to me all the time, um, nothing like nothing great in the world has ever been accomplished without passion. And if you're not passionate about something, don't do it. And I would always say, well, there's so many things I don't, you know, that I have to do because I'm not passionate. And he would say in a business, hire those things out and just do what you're really good at. And that really stuck with me in a sense of like, as an entrepreneur, you don't have to be good at everything. And for a long time I got stuck in, I'm going to build my website and my funnels. Yeah. We're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think sticking to what you're passionate about and building something where you can hire in people who are passionate about websites and passionate about funnels and passionate about those things so that you get to stay in alignment with what you yeah, yeah and, I, and I knew, and it took me a little bit to realize this too, but not too long, but I knew I had to surround myself with people that were better and smarter than I was, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that wasn't very hard to find because, you know, but we, uh, <laughs> we did, we did that and I knew, I know what I'm terrible at. I mean, I know what I'm absolutely yeah. terrible at and I know what it's detrimental to the company. You know, if I'm managing, managing products or projects for clients and things like that, it's not going to work out. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was something that really, for me, once we were able to do that and to hire those people was huge because, because of course me being me and just like you, we think we can do everything, but yeah, that exactly. didn't get us anywhere before. Exactly. Exactly. Give me a book that I'm going to read more than the first 20 pages. Um, well, a book that's really good for just, if you, you don't have time to sit through everything, but you want daily inspiration is uh, three billion under 30. Hmm. And it's basically how millennials, um, continue to redefine success and like break barriers and change the world. And it's just kind of like this dose of inspiration. My story is in there as well. So I'm a little biased. biased Well, okay. We know why. But I think. Turn to page 72. (laughs) Yeah. And my friend, um, Jared Kleinart is, is the author of it. And I think it's just great because it's, it's kind of those, that, that daily inspiration of like, wow, they did it. And they're, and I think, we get so stuck in like we're the only ones running this company and it's so hard. But when we can kind of every day remind ourselves of like, wow, this person has built this. And it's so, and it's not about competition. It's just about getting different ideas of inspiration. And, um, another book I read recently, it was beautiful money, which I really loved by Leanne Jacobs. I think that's a great one for, um, just the rethinking financial success and wealth. And I think those books are good too, because I think we get to this point where, you know, with, with technology, the way it is and social media, it seems like at some point everything's already been done and yeah. there's no way for us to, to enter that market, but, or maybe we feel that we don't have anything to offer. And I think, I think you probably get that a lot, but everybody has some, something to offer and there's somebody mm-hmm. out there that needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that can be a good discovery process for a lot of people. So. Yeah. Exactly. And that whole social media thing is just crazy because I think, I think that's ruined a lot of things for us. Um, you know, we always think that when we see on Facebook, we see people and all their lives are so much better than ours Mm -hmm. and and they look so much better than ours. And I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I do the same damn thing and and Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to purposely not do that, not go on. It sounds silly. I'm a grown mass man. I, you know, you think I'd not be able to do that, but you know, you have to know your triggers and that's one of them for me. Yeah. And you have to know how, just how to how to how to manage it and yeah. how to just look at it from a yeah just manage it yeah. and manage how you feel and control yeah control again your nervous system and moving through it. Sarah, if you could have dinner with any business owner besides me, who would it be and why? Oh wow, this is a great question. 
So interestingly, I had this question asked and I wrote down who I would ha want to have dinner with a while ago. Her name was Natalie McNeil. And if you don't know her, I think she's a phenomenal business owner. The funny thing is I actually attracted her into my life. Did she really? We have really good friends. Good for you. Um, and so someone new, let me think. Um, Chris Carr is really great. She's kind of pioneered the wellness industry and um, has spoken a lot about her cancer and how she's keeping it um, keeping it under control with food and nutrition. So I think she'd be an amazing business owner and just what she's done for this space has been great. Well, I haven't made the list yet, but one of these days, somebody's going to just say my name randomly. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait. Give me some technology you're using at your business right now that you guys can't live without. So this sounds so simple, but Grammarly is like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. That saved my life. Like save my life. Because like, <laughs> no, I'm terrible already. Grammar is not my thing. Oh, me neither. When I'm going a million miles an hour. And then I really like Evernote. It's just simple. Yep. I can keep track of my stuff throughout the day, like as I think of inspirational ideas. And a lot of times I'll be on a call with just even a free consultation or something. And I'll think of something really cool or interesting to add to my book or so forth. So it's a way to just track all of that. Yeah, Evernote's great. I just because there's so much information that's out there on your phone that you're like, gosh, I want to save this and read it later. Like I probably have a hundred things saved in my Facebook yeah. feed somewhere. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to read them, but they're there. Yeah. In case I want to go back and find them. So somebody is listening to this podcast, Sarah, and they're like, I, I want to get in touch with this. I want to see what this is about. What do you think is uh -huh. the best first step for them? What should they do first? Yeah. So join. I mean, I have a free community where I posted on Facebook that if you want to just get like a daily dose of inspiration around dieting or weight loss or holistic health, I would I would encourage you to um, join it for sure. And that you can find on Sarah Ann Stewart. So Sarah with an H A N N E Stewart um, dot com slash free. And that's that's where you can join the community. You can opt in. We can connect on social media. Cool. All of the stuff is there. So I'd love to connect and answer any questions or follow up with anyone interested. Yeah, and Sarah has a great following on Instagram, on Twitter, and Facebook. She does a great job with her social media. And I would just at least have everybody go to your website and read the story. Thank so you. it's in my about. Um, we'll put all this into the show notes, guys. But in, if you go to her, her website and then go to my uh, go to about and then click on my story, uh, mm -hmm. You should read that because then you'll find out uh, who Sarah is and you'll definitely want to talk to her. So, Sarah, anything I missed today before we go to the last question? Anything you want to talk about, share with our audience? Um, no, it's been a powerful, powerful podcast. Thank you so Good. much. I think, you know, I think just continue to have, I just inspire everyone to continue to, you know, push boundaries, think outside the box. I mean, traditional stuff we talk about as entrepreneurs, but it's just so yeah. important, right? To just think what what hasn't been done yet and how can I step into that space and and having the confidence and getting the support needed to build this kind of lifestyle where you can work work from home work from a laptop help thousands of people I think you know I think it's a great space to be in in today's world for sure yeah and I think those little things that you talked about too making making three things you know maybe three little things that we can take from this too is, is to look at what you're eating and, and make small changes I think it's pretty easy to do I think mm -hmm. that meditation piece in daily life if you can do five minutes let's start with something easy five minutes couple couple times a week I think you you would find that there's some apps out there that you can do I know Headspace is a great one mm -hmm. um, definitely try that out and and then definitely exercising I think is something even just a little bit, you know, getting up and walking and, you know, cause we sit down a lot during the day and um, getting out and walking, I think would be important. So those are good. Go to her website and find that out. So Sarah, last thing, and it's a big one, but what, what do you hope? And, and maybe you're not even thinking about this yet cause you're mm -hmm. much younger than I am. And, um, but what do you think and what do you hope Sarah's legacy will be? Mm. Um, that's a, that's a powerful, powerful, tough question. Um, <laughs> I just hope to change the conversation around weight loss. I mean, that's my biggest thing and change the conversation around eating disorders and inspire the next generation to rethink, rethink that, rethink yeah. social media, rethink how we lose weight, rethink body image. And I think the challenge now is that we, we have such contradictory ideas of self-love and self-esteem and, you know, we think okay, well, on one side, I love myself, so I'm going to sabotage my health. And on the other hand, you know, do I really love myself? And, you know, there's all these different varying aspects. And I just want to continue to have that conversation so people can think outside the norms, like outside the idea of traditional, traditional dieting, calories in, calories out, and 
just inspire as many women as possible and on on this journey in different on different platforms in different ways. Well, Sarah, you you inspired me way back when uh, when I knew you, uh, and I still think about you all the time. Just the things that you were able to do for me and and my family, and and uh, I always talk about you on, on the on the reasons why we were successful at the school Thank that we you. were at, and and uh, I'll never forget that. And now, listen to you. I mean, people are very lucky to have you out there on their side. So. Thank you um, so much. Thank you for being who you are and keep up the good work both in LA and New York. And next time you're in Michigan, make sure you come see yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. This is a great, great podcast that's good. inspiring so many people. So I re- appreciate you creating it and being dedicated to it and so forth. So thank you again. Good. Thank you, Sarah. That was Sarah Ann Stewart. And go visit her at sarahannstewart.com from Holistically Slim. Great resources on her website. Even if you didn't want to sign up for her programs, there's plenty of stuff out there. Definitely join her free group. And and if you're you know thinking that this might be a good fit for you, if you're struggling with, with eating and dieting and, and and maybe self-esteem, this would be a great place for you guys to land. And it can make a difference. So I want to thank you guys for being with us. And remember, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Thanks, guys. Again, this is Brian Tom with The Business Machine and Michigan Creative. Have a great day, guys.